Today we're going to talk about how one church planter pivoted during COVID and launched his church anyways, even though his entire area was shut down. What did he do? Find out in a minute because it's time. You're listening to the Church Digital Sidekick Podcast, part of the TCD Podcast Network. Hey heroes, my name is Tom Pounder and this is the Church Digital Sidekick Podcast. This is the podcast where I bring on ministry leaders and we talk about how to do ministry more effectively in this very digital and online world. And today I have Jared Nassif on and Jared is a church planter who at the beginning of 2020, he was going to launch his church in person, in real life, in person. And then COVID happened. Yeah, I know. We've heard that story a lot. You were going to do this and then COVID happened and it changed everything. Well, it did change everything, but Jared still launched his church and his church is still going on right now. And they have a digital component and an in-person component. And so today we get to discuss how he pivoted and how he used digital tools and online tools to still launch his church and still minister to his community during COVID. So what did that look like? We're going to talk about that today. But before we get into that, I do want to highlight the Church Digital. At the Church Digital, we have a lot of different resources and help and support for people who are looking to do ministry more effectively. And we have some online help. We have some mental help. We have digital stuff. We have coaching cohorts uh, and also one-on-one coaching that we would love for you to check out. And we have a number of different podcasts as well. So if you just go to the church.digital right now, you can find out all the different resources, all the different coaching and equipping that we help you do at the church digital. All right, everyone. Now let's get into our conversation with Jared talking about how he launched his church in the midst of COVID with digital. All right. With me right now is Jared Nassif. Jared, how are you, man? I'm good, Tom. How are you, buddy? Thanks for having me on. Hey man, it's it's great. Uh, and again, as we were talking before I hit record, uh, you and I met uh, through passion for planting, um, yeah. and um, and we actually actually then got to meet. We we met online, but then we yeah. got to meet in person at Exponential. So that was really fun. Yeah. Yeah, it's been a much of like what the uh, church planning experience has been. It's really just meeting people online. And then maybe somewhere down the road, you might get to meet them in person. And uh, for our situation, it was a little different. Like use mine because we met online. And then um, our, our, the plan was originally to meet in person before we co-taught this uh, workshop at Exponential together. Yep. And then again, much like church planting, my plans did not go that uh, as, as I originally thought. And uh ended up uh, walking into the workshop we were teaching like 10 minutes late and so didn't even get to meet you until after we were done uh teaching together so whatever it all worked out though it it all worked out it it was great uh and i again i hope to have these conversations some more but um it because your story is awesome and we're going to get into your story (laughs) but before we get into what you did and how you planted your church uh Give people a quick background about, you know, where you're at and, you know, how you went down this process of planting the church. Oh, man. Um, yeah, we are in uh, me, my wife and our three kids, Naomi, who is four, Wrigley, she's two, and uh, Ezra is four. He's 14 months old. And so all our kids are pretty are pretty young. Yeah. Um, and we live now in Des Moines, Iowa. Well, we actually live in Urbandale which is uh, like, a, like a suburb just just on the other side of the, the uh, Des Moines proper line. But yeah, we live in the Des Moines metro area and uh, we moved here 
um, and we kind of we, we moved in kind of in the the, uh, the the very beginning of 2020. And so moved to the beginning of 2020, eager, excited, had all these plans to plant the church. Passion for planting was helping us prepare and dream and pray over this church plan. We came with this excitement that we're going to plant a new church and bring a lot of people to Christ and build community and have relationships. It's going to be awesome. And then a month later, the world was like, now nah, we got other plans for you. <laughs> So yeah, we yeah we're in the, the Des Moines area. We moved. I was I've been in vocational ministry all of my career uh, at established settings, and um, was actually at a church in Indiana for about four or five years, where um, uh, I was in in conversations with uh, the eldership there about possibly someday um, seceding the current lead pastor as he was uh, preparing to retire. And so we were in this, this year long season of, of praying, my wife and I over that decision, do we stay where we are and succeed the lead pastor? I think this is where God's leading. And then over that year of praying in moments of fasting, God made it real clear to us through, a, I mean, that's a whole nother story in of itself of how God called us into this, but I've truly never felt more called to anything in my life than planting this church, wow. which side note is truly the only reason we are still planting this church today wow. because of these last two years, nothing else we have to lean back on except for this calling that we firmly believe God has placed before us to plant this church. And at this time, and in this location that's so awesome. yeah it's where we're at right now well man that, that's exciting that's encouraging to hear the story too of you know just you praying and fasting uh mm -hmm. and on a side note of just the fact that all throughout history it seems like when god does amazing things and when god's really moving people are fasting and praying and they're able to hear the voice of the lord and mm -hmm. really go clearly in a direction even in the midst of a pandemic i yeah. mean it would have been probably so easy for you to pack up and say, we're not doing this. We can't yeah. do this, but God's calling is in it. So you guys continue. Yeah, yeah, exactly. There's been several moments where it's like, man, do we look for another job? Do we uh, leave ministry altogether? Like, you know, other 40 some percent of other pastors have considered, you know? And so, but it always comes back to that. No, God, six different times made it very clear to us. This is where we need to be. This is where we need to go. So that's what we hang on. Okay, so let's get into the process of you actually starting this church. Yeah. Okay, so when did you when did you go through the Passion for Planting program? Was that yeah. 2019 into 2020 or what was yeah, that? The, I was in the cohort. I started in the fall of 2019 okay. and went in uh, through the spring of 2020, I believe. And um, alongside that, I had left the church I was at in the fall of 2019. So I stepped away in September of 19, and then my wife and I and our family took the next four or five months to travel, and we uh, had were given this opportunity to, not through Passion for Planting, but we're given this opportunity to go and visit and, and see other church plants. And so every one to two weeks, we spent time with another church plant all over the nation. Wow. At different stages of the life of the church. So we saw a church in Rhode Island and in Mesa, Arizona and in Champaign, Illinois and Rochester, Minnesota, all like one that are just getting launched or pre-launched or 10 years old, everywhere in between. Yeah. So we were given the season to like kind of be trained up and look at like these different examples and models and learn from experiences that are out there because we didn't know what the heck we were doing trying to plant a church. Yeah. So we're trying to figure out how other people are doing and what we can learn from them. 
And then in the very beginning, January, February of 2020, we became boots on the ground in the Des Moines area. And uh, initially moved in with uh, my parents live in Ankeny, they're northern suburbs. So as we looked for home, we thought all our stuff's going to be in storage as we travel. When we're back in Des Moines, we'll move in with them for like a month, shoot to maybe like look for a house or something and uh, really get to work on building community. And so that was, you know, very beginning of the year, 2020, January 2020. And then, you know, a month and a half later, NBA shuts down. The rest of the world follows suit. Uh, follow suit because of this, uh, this, this COVID, this pandemic. And um, we truly did not know at all what to make of this. And at that time we had um, three families that had, or three households that had like transplanted with us really from Indiana to help plant this church. And so, and and they had moved to the Des Moines area at this time. So we have these, these like really 12 people with us and and me and my family to to try to launch this church pandemic hits and we go man what do we do you know we really started panicking started like okay is this how long is this going to last you know maybe we just ride it out for a little bit you know um do what what is this going to look like and so yeah as we began talking through what to do as it it became more real that like this isn't going away anytime soon Um, we really, we really said like what we're planning on doing isn't going to work. And, um, but just because there is a pandemic doesn't mean we just stop trying to start a new church. doesn't mean we just stop trying to tell people about Jesus. Right. And, um, cause that's why we wanted to plant a church in the first place. So. Well, let me ask you this question real quick. Before the pandemic hit, did you have a, a, a launch date that you were planning on launching? Yeah. Yeah. Our original plan was October 11th, 2020. Okay. Yep. That was the original, that was the original goal was to plant this church Sunday morning services, October 11th, 2020. Um, and we were, you know, working with Fashion Replanting to kind of do like, um, the, the, we had this vision of kind of doing this like hybrid small group and traditional service model kind of thing um, where, yeah, we're going to gather on Sunday mornings, um, but or we're going to be heavily based on uh, disciple making, especially in our small groups, you know, and, um, and so that's what our, our kind of our, our plan, our plan was as a whole. So, okay, so you had a launch date, and now that the pandemic has hit. So what starts to change as you're going through it, you're realizing it's not going to be just a week or two weeks. We're not going to be back by Easter as some were hoping that we'd be. So how did, how did your mind shift change and what did you guys do to adapt? Yeah. So, um, we uh, had not made any like rash decisions yet, major decisions on let's push a launch date back. Let's, um, throw everything out. What we did was, um, we, we said, hey, we don't know truly what this, when this is going to end, if at all, what's it going to look like. All we know right now is everyone's terrified to be around other people or be in public. Everyone's just staying in their homes, you know? So we literally can't go anywhere. Like we're all even in the same city and area, but we still wouldn't gather. Right, right at the very beginning of COVID, no one went anywhere, right? Y'all stayed under house arrest okay. and um, for the most part. And so we just started meeting through, you know, the upper Zoom right and uh um started meeting through that and just talking about 
so what do we do? So I, and then I posed, so I posed the question to our team, posed the question, how do we <clears throat> do everything that a church or a church plant could or should be doing, but do it digitally or online? Right. And so I just posed that question, how everything a church could possibly do in person, how do you do that online from like, take just your Sunday morning experience, for example, like parking lot, coming into the front door, coffee, like welcome, you receive gifts and hugs and there's name tags and people welcome you to find a seat and there's slides up on the screen ahead of time and there's music playing and then, you know, there's a band and announcements and and then teaching and community offer everything that goes through it. So we just started going like, well, we could do that. And then what about outside of Sunday? What about everything the church does from their discipleship training uh, stuff to their kids ministry programming to the events uh, that are built around building community to outreach and community service and trying to meet the needs of our area. Like we just started going, how do we, everything the church should be doing, could be doing, how do we do that online? And so we started filling in, and we don't have all the answers even to today, but we started filling in some of those things. Like, well, what are some of the things we could do right now to do that very thing? And so um, we started talking about, well, we could uh, really some, some like main categories is one, do some kind of worship experience online, do some kind of gathering digitally for people. So they're not just completely isolated from everyone else. Um, we could do some, some small groups figure out how to use uh, Zoom or Google Meet to do some small group stuff. And, um, <clears throat> and then uh, how do we meet the needs of others at this time and place? How do we serve other people um, when you're not really allowed to be around people? You know? And so we tried to figure out what some of the answers to those kind of things would be. So we took our launch. We kept it on October 20th, uh, October 11th in person. But then we said, maybe rather than just kind of leading up to that, maybe we just start doing some of this stuff right now in the digital space. And then we get closer to October, we add in Sunday morning in person. So we said, let's try something online. So we decided to set a launch date and we launched an online service in June, uh, beginning of June, 2020. So like several months before uh, our in-person launch date, which was still yet to come later that fall. And so we, we built that up. We marketed it online. Um, we started doing uh, hosting uh, in-home watch parties. And uh, so it kind of trained up our people, the people we had to say, hey, your neighborhood, where you guys are living, get to know those people, the ones closest to you, start inviting them to your homes on Sunday mornings or later in the week to watch this service that we pre-recorded, posted online. And um, it's going to be designed for watch parties. So that's kind of what we went through with our focus of our of our online services, the watch party in mind and told our people invite your neighbors and, and then tell them like, we're going to, the, the model we're going to kind of follow the structure and follow is worship prayer together, sharing a meal. So like you guys are responsible for like, let's do lunch together and pray together and watch a service and worship together. So it's kind of the, the three things we put in front of our people and just say, Hey, you're kind of just facilitating yeah. here, yeah. you know, allow the spirit to do the leading through our, through your, your community, through your fellowship, through the service online, through all this kind of stuff. And so it was a really unique season of the life of the church from June to, well, for a while yeah. of doing just online in-person watch parties, just kind of worshiping online together. Okay. That. So let, let's, let's talk about this a little bit more because this is, this is great. And it's fascinating to me. 
Uh, because yeah. what I what I hear you talk about is the the word the digital word. You know, you got mm. the physical, you got the watch party. You're meeting in yeah. person, and mm-hmm. you've got that online component. So, yeah. talk to me about a little bit about your online component. Um, you pre-recorded it. Where yeah. did you post it? And let, let's like let's talk about the experience. Like, was it like an hour long service? Was it twenty mm-hmm. minutes, thirty minutes? Like, what what did that look like for your your yeah. watch parties? Yeah, no, we uh, all great questions. When we talked about just the uh, just the online service, we thought if we do it just how you do it in person, we feel like it may not like garner as much um, effectiveness or momentum. And since everyone and their brother knows nobody's meeting in person, don't pretend that you're in person <laughs> while people are watching online. So they just like like own own it and be like, yeah, hey we're all at home right now watching this together. So that's kind of the mindset we went in is, is kind of cater this to the like watching from your couch <laughs> experience, yeah. you know, for yeah. a while. And so with that, we thought, man, when I'm watching something on Facebook, it's rarely like, like, um, I don't often watch like songs or, or singing or those kind of things. Like usually it's some kind of content that, uh, uh whether it's, um, uh, a, a, a Ted talk or a sermon or uh, someone's teaching me something or podcast. Like it's usually something I'm trying, like the reason I'm, I'm streaming something is for the benefit that I might be able to gain some knowledge or something from it, it might challenge me, like, uh, help me grow in a certain area. So we thought this is what people, if they're going to watch it, that's what they're looking for. And so we put, we actually kind of reversed how most people would do a service and we still included music and, and song and that, that kind of thing. But we usually put that toward the second half of the service. So the service itself usually started with a, a person that was kind of an online host that just very well was like, Hey, so glad they're joining us here, even from, you know, wherever you're watching the car, the couch, your shower, whatever it is, welcome, you know, just kind of being very friendly, like someone normally would in person, but talking directly to the camera, right? Like much like I'm talking directly to the camera right now, you know, and, um, and then would go straight into, they would kind of set up the morning. They would explain like, again, just like an in-person service, explain, um, where we're going to be in our study today, uh, some announcements that are helpful to keep in mind, you grab some communion and offering, just kind of help prepare people. And then we'd go right into the teaching. Yeah. And so that would really be the start of that service would be the teaching. And we'd, we, we would, would not go past like 20 minutes. I think, I think uh, there was a, a while back, there was a book that came out about um, how to talk like, talk like Ted or something like that. And they said the average human, like adult attention span for something like that is 18 minutes max. Okay. So we tried keeping it around that ballpark, especially when it's online the longer something is, right? We all know this, the, the, the less um, shelf life is going to have or effectiveness is going to have. And so um, and we kept those pretty short and then went into a few songs um, or some other a video or whatever else might be included in that service. And then usually concluded with the outro host as well, just thanking watch parties, enjoy the meal together. We'll see you next week or share this with your friends. Here's some other tidbits. So yeah, it was, it was pretty simple service, but all really created with the mindset of the in-home watch parties did did you encourage all the watch parties to happen at the exact same time or according to what's best for that particular home according to what's best for that particular home okay. yeah what they could could do and so i think all of ours did do sundays okay. but i believe one or two may have met in the evenings rather than in the morning or something so but we posted it live i can't remember it's either 10 or 11 a.m on a sunday 
And that way they can watch together and then do lunch together too in their homes. So that's awesome. And so how many watch parties did you kind of start with when, when you kicked yeah. it off? Yeah. Um, I think very first we started with like three. I mean, we only had 12 people, you know, from the very beginning of just going, yeah. Uh, how about you guys? <laughs> this is what we're going to do in our neighborhoods. We're just going to reach our neighborhoods. That's where we are. That's what we can do, you know? So uh, let's start there. So that's kind of where it, where it began. So and so okay so let's let's walk this through a little bit more now so you started with the watch parties and you yep. do this service together what else did you do or what kind of training did you offer to help with this as well yeah yeah we did some we did core team trainings okay. right um and we did core, i think i can't remember if we did bi-weekly or every week i feel like we did bi-weekly trainings all the way up through our um, in-person service and would do um or once a month trainings at different different seasons because our pre-launch phase was much longer than we expected it to be because of covid right so uh we kind of changed gears sometimes but um we did these trainings all uh, via zoom or google meet until we could start meeting in person so like later in the fall here in iowa we could start meeting in person okay um, yeah, we were able to start actually doing some in-person stuff like, um, I think September, Okay. Uh, maybe October might've been our very first like in-person kind of vision gathering thing, but uh, it really wasn't as long as a lot of the nation or a lot, most of the world yeah. had yeah. Uh, been locked down on. And so, um, yeah, we uh, started the watch parties, but then we did some team training stuff, walked them through different discipleship tools that uh, you know, myself or another pastor, or another leader has been um, uh, challenged or encouraged by or has been helpful for us. You know, we we taught the three circles, you know, we taught the uh, the blind man, uh, blind man story from John. You know, I once was blind. Now I see. So what's your kind of cardboard testimony? We um, just talk a couple of different tools that passion for planting gave us um, uh, ways to, to love your neighbors. You know, we we talked about how um, I gave them. I can't remember what it was, but I I gave them the. Uh, uh, how to go from curiosity to community during COVID. So like the three C's of the pandemic, how to go from curiosity to community to uh, during COVID. And we talked through what that can look like practically in their lives. And uh, so, yeah, used online as best we could to help train people up to do that. See, that's awesome. Because again, I think it could have been really easy for you to say, okay, well, we just can't launch right now. We're, we're, we're just in this period. We just can't yeah. do anything. But you said, no, we can do stuff. And you use digital stuff. You used online. You were doing services, watch parties. Yes. These are things that like established churches were doing. You weren't even established yet right. and utilizing this. And this is like so encouraging. So how did this help you then set the pace for meeting in person for your very first? Were you able to launch in October when you wanted to? Or did that get pushed back a little bit? That's kind of that's a that's a kind of a crazy story. Completely a God thing as well. We had been praying as a leadership team of this was end of July, first of August. We've been praying like, God, what do we do? Do we still shoot for October? Like that's coming up quick. Mm -hmm. um, we don't feel ready. Still, the world doesn't feel ready. So like, what do we do? And uh, eventually, like after talk, after seeking wise counsel and talking with our management team and some even passion for planting people, you know, I remember um, uh, one guy from Passion for, from, uh, for Planting told me, 
we are the only church plant he knows that are that was still shooting to launch in person in 2020. And from there, we're like, okay, maybe there's something to looking at pushing back our launch date, right? Yeah. And uh, so we, we had decided as a full leadership team to push our launch date back. And we just asked, we said, God, if this is the right decision, please confirm that. If it's not, change that drastically like you did with Paul from uh, telling him not to go to a city, you know, and make that clear to us and we'll continue to launch in person. That coming weekend, okay, um, several things happened. One was I got a call um, from uh, the president of the company we were renting space from. So we had a location, a physical location in 2020. This is how, how much Iowa didn't really care as much. Like we weren't as progressive as Texas and Florida and Missouri were with the pandemic, but Iowa was a close second, right? Yeah. And so we had a physical location. We were meeting there doing some in-person gatherings in the fall. And then um, all of a sudden we get this call from this president out of nowhere, had a great relationship with him and he goes, Hey, I want to catch you up on something. He goes, we've been locked in this court battle with our property owners and they said that we can no longer allow anything in the space that isn't business related because it was inside of a business park. Okay. And so they said, we have to kick you out. What? what? So we just lost, lost our, uh, our space to meet just like that, right? An hour after that conversation, I get a call from what was expected to be our next worship pastor. We had been interviewing this person and uh, that person had gone through all of uh, the process. Everyone gave that person a green light. An hour later, that person calls me and says, hey, I have no idea why this is the case, but the spirit is telling me not to come. Wow. So I was like, wow, the spirit was telling me you should be coming. So what's <laughs> happening here? And uh, but anyway, so that happened like that next hour. Later that night, I get a call from our associate pastor and he goes, hey, this is kind of crazy. But the uh, the place that he was holding a men's small group on Thursday nights, they were starting to meet in person. He goes, that place they were meeting at was this large restaurant and bar, just burnt to the ground. It's not there today. It's just a vacant lot today as we're speaking. It literally burnt all the way. The whole thing burnt to the ground. I was like, you got to be kidding me. I was like, okay, okay, this has to be the Lord. We asked, I, we got to trust he's answering. <laughs> I guess this was the right decision. To move it back, not how we, we expected something like positive to move it back. Yeah, right. That's what I, I was that. expecting you to share something positive. Yeah. Yeah. No, no, no. That's not how it went. God confirmed it. Not how we expected much like this whole church planning story for us from the get go. But so we knew, yeah, we're going to push our launch date back. And we chose the weekend before Easter of 2021. So Palm Sunday, March 28th, 2021. Actually, as, as you and I are doing this podcast right now, we're two Sundays away from that date um, for our, our one-year birthday in, uh, of in-person services, which is kind of crazy. So, Okay, so then, so I guess you just continue to do online, right? I mean, you're yeah. just investing online. Yep, we've continued to do online today. Never missed a Sunday. That's awesome. And so how has your online impact changed as you have moved in? So because it's really natural for you to say, okay, we're in person now. We're let's just bail on some of these things. What right. what are you doing now and how has it changed your online component? Yeah, very pragmatically, we used to uh, pre-record and then edit and post it. Um, and now um, when we went in person, we continued to do that for a few months. And that was burning our people out. That was a ton of work with the, the minimum hands we had. If you have all the resources, sure, awesome, go for it. But we knew like this is not really sustainable. 
for, for yeah. what we have right now. And so we decided to move toward work toward um, an actual live service. Cause as far as I can tell, there's not really much science out there. Not too many stats out there, unless you can share some with me, Tom, that, <laughs> that kind of shows like pre-recorded is way better than live or live is way better than pre-recorded. So kind of just left it up to our decision to go, let's move toward live, stop pre-recording. And uh, so we, we took our time to actually get our live service to a place of, at least equal or better quality than what we could do by pre-recording because we didn't want to just drop the quality of what we were doing pre-recording in order to um, like give like a little break, but we knew we needed to work toward that. Yeah. And yeah. so, um, yeah, we, uh, and so now today where it stands is it's, it's, it's live, live. Yeah. Right. And uh, but it's, it's completely common for all of our people on stage to just simply address or talk to those online as if they're here in the room with us. And so you'll see from our, our host, the front of the service to our worship people to uh, myself or another uh, pastor preaching, like regularly, we look straight at the camera, just like we used to pre-record and just talk to the person watching who may never step foot here inside this, uh, inside this space or with this people, but they've been watching every week, you know, and we want them to know, Hey, we view you as a part of this community. So that's awesome. And are you still doing online groups? I mean, is that a part of your, you know, small group strategy? Well, not right now. I don't think there's any uh, online groups that are meeting currently today. Yeah. Um, it, but it ha it was for a while. It was it was ongoing. We actually had um, one a lady in our church who a girl in our church who hopped on this like Des Moines Moms group okay. and uh, Des Moines Moms Facebook group and just posted, "Hey, anybody interested in?" community and studying the Bible together and, uh, you know, asking questions and studying those together. And so, and she got a good response of, of women that joined. And so she had seven or eight ladies that were meeting via zoom for a long time, cool. uh, studying the Bible together from all over the Des Moines area. And so, which was, which was super cool a mix of people who go to church and those who don't yeah. mix of people who are just um, really just needing and desiring relationship, which yeah. if anything, this pandemic has highlighted to the nth degree of how like how dire and necessary real authentic intimate relationships are yeah you know and so yeah i don't think as of today we have any online groups what we have for the vast majority of the life of this church that, that's awesome well that's good i mean again you know it changes from time to time we had yeah. again, we were all online and then as we became in person more a lot of our online groups went back to in person but we still kept a good amount of online groups and there's still some yeah. online discipleship that is happening again to each their own you know you yeah. know i like just i love hearing your story mm -hmm. of how you were able to launch your church purely digital that yeah. and that really helped to feed into your ultimate launch that happened on easter 2021 yeah yeah right exactly and so and it created i mean there are so many pros to it, but there will always be cons to it as well. Like one, not really a con, but something that we kind of have had to try to wade through and figure out is because we launched completely online and then moved to gathering in person um, or like include that alongside what we're doing online. Um, because we started online, we started like gathering people, collecting people kind of all over the Des Moines Metro. And so when it came time to, to meet in person, it became a difficult question. Like, well, where do we meet? Yeah, you know, we have, yeah. we have families on the East side and the West side and downtown and North and South. Like, where do we meet? Yeah. People are going to be driving like 20, 30 minutes, wherever we meet. So like, what do we do? 
And so that became kind of a challenge, a thing to figure out. But it was it's also exciting because right now I feel like because of that, um, God has like already started creating future core teams as we as we seek to be a church that's planting churches all over the Moines area. It's like actually we already have a family coming from there. We already have a couple of families coming from this yeah. side. So yeah, so well, it's Cool. And, and I'm glad you said that because I want to hit on your 2020 vision. Tell, yeah. tell me about your 2020 vision. Yeah, we believe God has put in front of us what we've called the 2020 vision. And that stands for starting in 2020, which is where we started the church um, in, in the year 2020, to plant 20 churches in 20 years, 20 churches in 20 years. It, and that kind of vision took took uh, took different shapes um, as we kind of went like, maybe it's, maybe it's something we're supposed to be shooting for like 20 churches um starting in 2020 but then like once i felt like i and like there were nights i couldn't sleep wrestling with this like can we do this this seems too too big and you know i've never done something like this how do we even i don't even know how to plant one church level on 20 you know <laughs> and uh but then when it came to this moment of like putting it like i feel like god just said like hey put a time frame on it you're limiting me you know um if you don't put a time limit on it you're gonna spend 20 years and you're not gonna get a single church planted put a time limit on give yourself like this and so um we did and then um there was another pastor online that i remember um i was watching and he at the very same time we were just trying to iron this vision out he said if the vision you feel like god has given you doesn't scare or overwhelm you then it's probably not a vision from the lord yeah and it was at that moment that i realized okay this is from god because i don't know how the heck you're supposed to do any of this yeah so. Wow, man. Well, that's exciting. I mean, and seriously, I love your vision and I, I love it. And I love what you just said about how if it wasn't for that online, you're you're already hitting different parts of Des Moines that right. you probably wouldn't have been able to hit if it wasn't right. for starting and launching online. And God is planting seeds. And I think God's going to do some great things with you as you get continue to nurture that. So this has been an awesome story to hear. Um, so <laughs> As, as we kind of wrap up here, how would you encourage a church planter, especially in regards to the digital component of it? You know, what would you encourage them to do based on your experience? Yeah, I would say do your research um, to figure out how to be online. Don't figure out if, but figure out how, mm. because online is where everyone is. Um, back in the day, you could get a, you know, you, the, to try to meet people, you go to where they are. Um, and that used to be in different spots. And you could go to a church and meet people. You could go to the gym and meet people. You could go to the grocery store and meet people. You could go downtown or to the park and meet people. Today, everyone is online. That's where they are. So yeah. go to where the people are, right? Jesus, when Jesus started his ministry, he went to where the people were. And, um, and so that's my encouragement is to, to do that and do it well. Even if your personal preference is, I don't know, I'm all against online stuff. It's so fake. People don't have to be real. You can't really build real relationships with the community. Like, you know what, man, we have seen this time and time again, be a bridge to bring people into relationship with the church and ultimately therefore with Jesus. And, um, and so I think it's an incredible tool and it's a tool I think that it has, has and can and will and be used for, 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 for bad, for evil, but that I firmly believe uh, the Lord can and wants to restore it, to redeem it. And um, so why not do that through you as a church planter to use the online space, to be a voice, to bring people into relationship with Christ, to, 
build relationships and get people into community when a lot of times the only sense of like belonging and worth is from their online profile. So why not be a community that's going to find those people and go, hey, let's introduce you to others that can walk alongside you in the direction of Jesus. And so get on line do your research do it well figure out what kind of gear you might need as cheap as you can find it don't wait till it's perfect if you wait till whatever you have and trying to do you wait till it's perfect you're never going to get up there um you can't really you're not gonna be able to start like those mega churches that have incredible online experiences start do something and do it consistently because uh this is where people are and this is the only time in, in history that you can literally reach people all over the world from all different kinds of religions and cults and backgrounds and stories all from your basement yeah. and so it's pretty <laughs> incredible opportunity yeah i i agree I, I love what you just said too all of it i love what you just said but the one where you said it doesn't need to be polished i think the one thing that we've discovered over the pandemic is you know you can start something with just a simple smartphone you know yeah. and you can just start doing that from your basement like you said you can get cheap equipment on amazon it's easy yeah. to get started. People are more forgiving. It doesn't need to be polished, you know? And so uh, they just want to see authenticity and real realness. So I, I think yeah, it's- Polish it as you go. Yeah, for sure. Hey, Jared, how can someone connect with you? If they got questions, uh, where can I connect with you? Social media or, or anything? Yeah, I do uh, Facebook and Instagram. Uh, feel free to connect with me. Send me a friend request. Send me a DM, whatever. Let's connect and talk and and celebrate what Christ is doing in your guys' stories as well. Uh, just my name, Jared Nassif. Uh, my email is jared at directionchurch.com, J-A-R-E-D at directionchurch.com. It's also our church website, right? www.directionchurch.com. And so those are some easy ways to get connected with me too, so. That's awesome. And in case people missed it, I will have all those links in the show notes. Uh, and so definitely check out his website and then connect with him online. That'd be great. Jared, yeah. thanks, thanks, man. Tom. Thank you, Tom, for allowing me to be part of this. I love uh, looking back on our story as a church plant and being able to celebrate and glorify what God has done. Because a lot of what we feel like we've tried didn't work. And the reason we're still here today is because of the work of the Holy Spirit. And uh, so thank you for allowing me to come and celebrate that boast in that, um, if, if you will. Yeah, that's awesome, Jared. I loved hearing your story at Exponential. And uh, again, loved hearing it today too. So yeah. this is great. We will talk some more a, a little bit later. Awesome. Appreciate it, Tom. Thanks, man. All right. So it was awesome uh, having Jared on there. It was great. We, we met on digital before Exponential. And then as we talked about, we met in person at digital with Passion for Planting. Okay. So, and if you want to learn more about Passion for Planting, they are a great church planting resource and support uh, and they help you launch your church more effectively. So if you're a church planter and you're looking for help, go to uh, the church planting links that I have in the show notes today. But I want to hear from you. What encouraged you uh, from listening to Jared and I talk? What challenged you? What made you think differently? How can this help you today? Again, we're kind of out of this COVID stuff right now. We're still in person, but we don't want to lose sight of the digital stuff. So how did what Jared do encourage you? Let's share with it on online. You can go to Twitter at T.A. Pounder. That's where I'm at. And you can let's carry this conversation on. Or you can just simply email me at tapounder at gmail.com. I would love to talk to you a little bit more about that. 
All right, heroes. Well, thanks so much for being with me today. As always, you can go to YouTube and subscribe to this channel. We'd love for you to do that. Or you can go to iTunes and Spotify and subscribe to this as well. I've got new podcasts coming out every single week with ministry leaders as we're looking to do ministry more effectively in this very digital and online world. So I hope you're able to check that out and subscribe to it today. Again, as always, go to thechurch.digital for tons of different resources and help and encouragement. All right, here is why I hope you have a great rest of your day, a great rest of your week, and until next time, have a great one.